Welcome to Showing Up Solo, your go-to source for solopreneur success in the digital world. You're not just running a business, you're wearing all the hats, from CEO to content creator. What if I told you there's a way to master online marketing without sacrificing all your time? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Showing Up Solo in 2024. I cannot believe that this will be the start of Showing Up Solo's third year, which is just insane. It's crazy. Um, I'm so thrilled to be joined today by Jane Carter. And actually, Jane, this is your third appearance on the podcast. Oh, is it really? This is your third episode in as many years. So thank you so much. That's wonderful. I'm honored. This is so wonderful. Um, and I just, when I thought about today's topic, I just knew I had to have you come on the show. Um, but before we dive into today's topic, which is um, all about like setting goals and creating traction and, and sort of getting ready for the year ahead, before we jump into that, just for yeah. the people who you are new to, would you like to introduce yourself and maybe explain why you have such a fantastic background? <laughs> Uh, okay, so a uh, very brief intro to me. I am, I'm Jane Carter. I live in Asheville, North Carolina, and um, I'm a business coach for solopreneurs. I'm also a therapist. Uh, I have a small, I call it my very private practice. Um, and I've been a therapist for 22 years. And what I realized years ago was that so many of the principles that help people create change uh, in their lives applied to business. So I kind of joke that I'm like a therapist for your business. Um, it's so so true that too. I'm sorry, I'm going to totally, but like, I'm not a business coach. I'm a marketing coach. And yet Mm -hmm. so much of business and mindset comes into play just with marketing. Like you think of them as very separated, but it's almost impossible. It's all tied up. So you're like uniquely qualified to to do what you do. I think. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's all of our stuff tends to come up when we're running a solo business and and that's part of the deal and it can be a real growth experience. And yeah, it's, it's exciting to see people grow personally as they grow their businesses. So, um, so yeah. And the reason (laughs) sparkly stuff, I know it's all sparkly and Barbie and and shiny. (laughs) We're recording this in December and every year I have an annual Christmas party. And over, over the course of several years, it's taken on, it has a theme and it's expected to have a theme and I go (laughs) all out and everyone goes, what's the theme this year? What's the theme this year? So this year is um, a Barbie swanky. It's the, the party's called the swanky soiree. It's a chance for people in my very casual town to get dressed up. Uh, so, and everyone calls it swanky for short. So it's Barbie's <laughs> swanky party. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's you're fun. famous. I've, I mean, you're famous. I haven't even been to one of your parties because we live in different <laughs> different countries, different sides of those countries. But um, I have heard your your parties are, are legendary. Like I don't even have to have attended to one to know that you have amazing parties because everyone who's been to one raves about them. And <laughs> <laughs> and I think you were just mentioning on the call, like, uh, before we started recording, you were just mentioning that you get a lot of business from these parties, too, even though that's not the primary purpose. Yeah, you know, in fact, we could probably go a, a direction talking about marketing with this that, you know, I, I just do this, I do it for fun, I do this to reconnect with the people who are in my life or people I haven't seen all year. 
um, and provide them a chance to kind of escape reality and just loosen up and have fun. Um, but just reconnecting to those relationships means that people remember that I'm here and that I'm doing what I'm doing. And, and so I don't do this party for the business by any means, but just by showing up and being me and providing chances for people to connect with each other, it just ends up being, being an indirect form of marketing. So last year I was at the party just watching my guests, which I often do. <laughs> I say I'm not the life of the party. I'm usually the one hosting it. And I was just like, they're, they're a client. They were a client. They referred their husband. They referred their friend. So, it, you know, marketing really comes down to relationships. And so it's just fun to be able to do something that's relationship building and genuine and then indirectly have that be a huge part of how I build my business. I think that's one of the best ways to approach it. And like you said, we could go off, we do a whole episode on yes. this. Um, I got totally distracted by your Barbie theme party going on. <laughs> um, but I do think I it's very true. I is, this out on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think like a lot of people um, think of marketing, like I, and this is pertinent to what we're talking about today. Cause I, I'm always talking about having a goal when you're marketing, but mm. the goal doesn't have to be to sell your party has a goal, a goal of reconnecting with people and having a good time. And it's, becomes a marketing event just as kind of like a side effect but you're not going into it in the I've got to make sales and make new clients and this is my client appreciation event you're going into it with a this is for some fun my goal is to have fun and build connections yeah it's okay to have those goals for your marketing as well I think yeah it's not grabby and I think people would feel it if it was grabby, if it was like, welcome to the party. So if I told you about you know what I offer yeah. you know? and it does come back to one of my central values as a coach, as a business coach, that this process can be fun. And often when you do the things that are fun, it actually kind of greases the wheels. It, it creates a flow for business to come in and for, for things to go better. Like it, it's gotta be fun or else it becomes a nightmare. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you spend most of your time working, right. whether it's your own business or your employee, like whatever you do, you spend most of your time working. So you may as well enjoy doing it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, you know, I mean, I know one of the things we plan to talk about is fear today. And I, I think, you know, fun and I'll, I'll describe what I mean by fun to um, but like shifting into prioritizing fun overcomes a lot of the fear and perfectionism because, you know, we can get so wrapped up and like, I've got to get it right. I've got to do exactly what they said to do. And I've got to, mm, I've got to do all the steps and, Oh, what if it doesn't go well? And we get so like tensed up. And again, you know, potential clients can feel that it gets us stopped from, you know, putting things out there, writing anything, selling anything because we're like, but it's not perfect yet. Um, and a real antidote to that perfectionism, which is, you know, in fear is to just go, you know, let me tap into the fun part of this. And what I mean by fun, like sometimes it is like fun, I'm having a party, <laughs> I'm gathering people. Right. But I also mean it in the broader sense, because, you know, with business, you've got to do paperwork and money stuff and you have to do all the things, but when it's in service to a larger sense of purpose, yes. Fun when you're like, ooh, I get to help people with this. I get to see them light up when they experience my service. 
Uh, it's, it is fun to make money too. Oh, I get to see the cha-ching in my bank account. You know, that when you're in touch with like, there, I, I have a purpose for what I'm doing here. That's fun. That makes all the other little piddly stuff so much less stressful. Yeah. And you know what? That's, that's something I, I talk about um, when I, when we've had previous episodes about marketing goals and everything, we talk about like, you have to know like what your end goal is. Like, I want more followers is not a goal. It is a measure. Like it's something you can measure, but why do you want followers? Like, what is your reason? Is your reason that you want those followers to turn into more clients? Because then your goal is to have more clients, but then why do you want more clients? Because you want more money. And why do you want more money? Because it's never the end. Like you've got to get to that end thing, that source goal. I mean, it could be that you want more followers because you have an important message you want to get out there, right? Mm -hmm. But you've got to kind of think about, you've got to dig down deep into what you really want to get out of it. And then everything comes backwards from that. If you start with just the beginning, like the means to the end, you're never going to. Yeah. About the key performance indicators. Like I've got to check that box, right? I've got to cross off that number. You know, I've got to reach that number. It, it definitely loses fun and, and a sense of purpose. Um, but you know, what's the point of having a big list if, I mean, they're going to feel it if your heart isn't in it, right? Yeah. They're going to feel it. They just are. Um, so I would so much rather have a small but engaged list where they really love what I'm putting out there. They're learning something. They're excited about it. They feel connected to me as a human than to just have like numbers. Yeah. Numbers, but they don't Absolutely what I stand for. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you, you obviously know what you're doing because you have a very nicely engaged email list. Um, like I know that you, like your emails, like people respond to your newsletters and enjoy reading those. Um, yeah. and I mean, I enjoy I like, yours is one of the few newsletters I actually read. So Thank you. that is, that means so much to hear. And I love hearing that. And <laughs> yeah, I, and, and a key thing with that is I realized I was all stressed out about my newsletters when I first started email marketing. Um, and yeah, and at some point, someone was like, just tell fun stories and then make a point, connect it to an important point. And I just try to tell a lot of stories and I have a really good time writing those. So you can again, tell, you can yeah, tell like, your, your stories are always fun and like vulnerable, but not in a, like an uncomfortable way, like in a more of like, I'm just being genuine and authentic and showing the good with the bad and you know, all that jazz. Um, so now I'm going to stop myself, refocus, Hannah. Don't, you know, don't wax poetic about Jane's newsletters right now. If you want Jane's newsletters, you can sign up and there's going to be links in the show notes. So I highly recommend it just if you want something fun in your inbox every few weeks. Um, so yeah, we're talking today about overcoming fears, setting goals and creating traction. And one of the reasons I invited you on is because I know you've just created a really amazing resource to help solopreneurs work through this. Now, this time of year, I mean, we're in December right now, but also in January, there are planners and goal setting sessions and vision boards and all this jazz floating around. Everyone's got something this time of year. Everyone's got their own approach. You know, some are very analytical. Let's set some firm KPIs. Here's a spreadsheet. Let's do projected incomes. Others are more, let's meditate and do some vision boards. Let's manifest. Yeah. Exactly. And um, well, I'd love to know, because yours is a little bit, I'd like to know, tell us about your 
your method and why you landed on this way of setting goals for the new year? So I think I, I, my, some of my clients have called me grounded woo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not super woo woo, but I'm not completely, I like, I I do believe that there's a spiritual process and, uh, and I do believe in, oh, even as I say this, I'm afraid this will come off wrong. Like I believe in energy, but Mm -hmm. not like, like, I'm not, I'm not into crystals and stuff. I don't, you know, look down on anyone who does. I just, uh, it's less like magic, but energy and more like, I think our energy definitely affects what we do and what we, what we're calling in and where, what gets us to actually direct our actions. Yeah. Well, even as someone who's not, I'm not, um, like spiritual or anything like that, but I do, um, I've learned that there is, there is like internal energy, like, like on a chemical level, Oh yeah. Like you're, and you're sure you know, this is a psychotherapist, like there's a chemical response. And so even setting, like, even, even like thinking about these things and setting these intentions, it starts to get your like neurochemical patterns in the right place to like calms your nervous system. Well, and that really, I I promise I'll get back to the original question. (laughs) That really actually ties in, like as a therapist, one of the, one of the things that I consider sort of my focus or specialty was the, I'm really interested in brain science and and the nervous system, like our body and our brain, but also the way that overlaps with our spiritual lives. So it really, yeah, I'm an Episcopalian. I have a (laughs) a spiritual life. Like there, there's so much overlap and it's really cool. I love that. Oh, I love that. I think it's so cool. So um, yeah. So in terms of like the, you know, how I approach goal setting or the kind of your annual planning, um, I do think it's helpful to look at your numbers. I do. I think it's great. I mean, I, I every once in a while I make myself look at my numbers and I go, oh, they are speaking to me. They're telling me some stuff that, you know, my very touchy feely soft self doesn't really want to think about. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's some reality. Great. Now I can actually plan around that. Well, and numbers. Um, I'm interrupting, but numbers are the perfect antidote to perfectionism. Cause I know for myself, perfectionists, yeah. we're chronic goalpost movers. Yes. We will set a vague goal. And then when someone says, Oh, you got this. So no, I didn't do that. Like I'll use vague words like enough or more. And so then no matter what I do, I can always say that it was never enough. And that's okay. what like, whereas if you, um, if you are confident in yourself and at home with what you do, then you'll you can set a goal and you can either meet it or not meet it. And it's just not a, it's not a judgment. It's just a fact. Data. Yeah. 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 And I also, um, I love goal setting, you know, just in general. I mean, I remember learning about goals when I was at summer camp and it was just like, do the thing and go for it and have your smart goals, you know? Um, and so I think there's a lot of value in that, but I, one of the things I've learned over time and certainly over you know, almost a decade of doing this coaching is that it's not just about achieving the goal. It's about who you want to become in the process or or even recognizing who you already are and what strengths you already have in you that maybe you aren't recognizing. So that's where, again, yes, we can go for goals in our business, but in the meantime, I think it's really important to say, oh, but how am I growing or how do I want to grow? Who do I want to be in my business this year? Yeah. So the the um, the workbook 
um, first of all, it focuses on let's look, let's instead of like always plowing forward towards the next goal, let's slow down and celebrate and reflect on what's already happened and what happened in the last year. And I think it's essential because I see people burn themselves out all the time because the goalpost is always moving. There's always, if you are a solopreneur, you always have multiple to-do lists yeah. that are a mile long. Like it never, there's no end to the to-do list. And there's, and there's that, uh, uh, this is a Jainism. I know it was the affair business too, which is a chronic, <laughs> oh, I'm reaching my goal. I better start another business. <laughs> right, exactly. Or like it's, the current goal is getting the current business. Oh, I'm getting into that tedious part. That's not very rewarding because there's a, a lag time between making the effort and getting the reward. Uh, maybe it's just not going very well. I'll do this business instead. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and I'm not against side businesses, but anyway, it's, it's when it's, you got to make sure that it is a healthy relationship not an affair. <laughs> well, it's, it's the, I mean, what it comes down to is that we are always bumping up against ourselves in our business. Like what's again, as a, as a therapeutic tool, your business will show you where you're out of balance. You will bump up against yourself all the time and all your stuff that you haven't learned how to deal with or overcome. Like you'll, it'll be right there in your face unless you work through those things, even, you know, so perfectionism, like you're not going to get your business done if you're paralyzed in perfectionism. So, so how do we deal with that thing? Right. So our business is always showing us ourselves. And if you know that, then again, reflect, like taking the time to also to reflect on, well, what have I gotten done? Wow. Look how I've grown. You know, ooh, I had to take this many risks this year. And that's a big deal because I, I normally wouldn't have done that. Right. Like recognizing your own strengths and owning that in the process is so huge. And it gives you that little shot of like, oh yeah, I am getting a lot done. I'm getting making it happen. And maybe that means I can actually go further, you know, go I can I can move towards these intentions in the coming year. But you walk I want you to start the new year feeling like a badass because you are one. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I love that. And so I like that. So you, what you're saying is your approach is to kind of don't see your business as completely separate from yourself, see them as, as intertwined. And, and so when you want people to, what the process you work through with the workbook is for people to reflect back both on like what's happened with their business, but also the, I guess, KPIs for want of a better word, other than like numbers, like the things like my personal progress, the connections I've built, like look at the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, um, so, oh, I just totally lost my thought. Um, (laughs) I love that. Like personal KPIs. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. You're looking at who, who are you becoming, uh, and who do you want to become? So it doesn't, again, it doesn't mean that you aren't, setting clear goals. It's more like I I I really try to refine these questions in a way that'll get you thinking differently. Yeah. So, you know, yes, success, you know, we can define it as okay, I want to reach this income goal and I want to um, you know, get this many people on my list or something like that, right? Um, but that in itself, those are just numbers, right? 
how's it going to feel when you're in that? Or how do you want to do it in a way that you're, you feel like you're in integrity and that you feel like you've actually had fun doing it yeah. um, in a way that feels simpler? Um, what's getting in your, oh, I know what I was going to say. Like, I think, you know, one of the questions that I ask in the workbook is what are the patterns that keep coming up? Like we all have our kind of default settings of either, you know, stuck ways of thinking, like old stories that are sort of showing up now in our business. You know, I'm not good enough. I'll never succeed, you know, um, worthiness stuff. Um, so what thoughts or old stories are replaying? What just bad habits keep showing up, you know? Yeah. Um, like where we have those, we have our default settings. And if you can identify them, then you can go, oh, this pattern keeps coming up. So what's the shift I need to make? Like what's really going on there? And, and it doesn't, sometimes it really is a like, oh, I need to go to therapy for that. Or, oh, I really need coaching around that. And sometimes it's just, oh, I've named it. So I can do this differently. I can try on the doing of this habit differently. Yeah. You know? Attention all solopreneurs. Whether you're just setting sail on your business voyage or navigating uncharted waters as a seasoned explorer, we've got something extraordinary for you. Introducing the Marketing Compass Quiz. Chart your path to success. It's not just a quiz, it's your gateway to discovering your unique business adventure. Each question is carefully crafted to unveil the next destination on your marketing journey and guide you along an adventure that aligns perfectly with your goals. But wait, there's more. After taking the quiz, you'll receive an exclusive resource that aligns perfectly with your chosen adventure. Ready to embark on this exciting quest for self-discovery? Don't wait any longer. Take the Marketing Compass quiz now by heading to showingupsolo.com forward slash quiz. Your journey awaits, and we're here to guide you every step of the way. Get ready to set sail into your unique business adventure. Yeah, I think that's great. You just made me think about my own patterns. Like I was just thinking about my past year, like marketing, I've done two sort of launches and I was trying a new system. And like the first one, I didn't give myself enough time to really, I was doing the content as I needed to. And then immediately after the launch, I just kind of disappeared for a month because I just had no, I was like done. And then I started building up for the next launch and that I got more ahead, but I still was doing a little bit like I was only like a week or two ahead of myself. And then again, it was over and boom, I disappeared again. So that's a pattern. I'm not giving myself enough time, like yeah. to, to make sure I have the energy. I like, I'm underestimating the energy it requires to launch something. Cause there's also like a big personal energy toll showing uh, up at that time, hosting live events. And so uh, I find myself just exhausted. I don't want to talk most of the time, like both times I lost my voice yeah. <laughs> for yeah. a week, like, just, just needing to just completely like take a total break for like a week or two. Cause I'm so overwhelmed and overstimulated. So that's a pattern I need to look at for next year is like making sure that I'm spreading the workload out even more. And so that I'm preparing for after the launch as well as during and. Yeah. And, and okay. So two notes on that one, 
I'm I'm laughing because I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) No, I have a similar pattern. Um, It's a really easy one to fall into, right? And launches are exhausting and all of the things. So, um, but two, I think it's really important, like not only to say, okay, how do I do this differently? Like, let's plan it differently. And you and I have talked about, yeah, because of my tendency to do that same thing, you've really helped me plan out my next launch. Um, ahead of time to change that. So like for me, I know it's, oh, I need more accountability. Oh, great. Okay. And more strategy. Um, So on one hand, it's okay. So what do I do differently? Like, how do I just change it? Um, But also there's a deeper part of this, which is a lot of, a lot of people, they go, oh, I have this pattern. I always do that. Oh, and they beat up on themselves and they go, I've got to do it differently this time. And it, it's like big shooting on themselves and like, oh, I'm the worst. I did it again. Um, and beating up on ourselves. Not, I don't mean like, I mean, you. it's good to own. Okay. I, mean, I have a pattern. I need to, I have some bad habits. Right. Um, but shame, self-shaming. Oof it totally works against everything you're trying to accomplish because what happens, and I see this all the time with clients, they've beaten themselves up over the thing they haven't gotten done. And now they associate it with shame. And so now they really don't want to do it because it's like, why would I even think about that project? I feel like total doo-doo when I think about that. Like it reminds me of how inadequate I feel. So I'm going to find every excuse. I'm going to reorganize my junk drawer. I'm going to polish my andirons. I'll do anything rather than actually start working on the thing. So that's where, again, like self-compassion and fun are vital. You've got to be able to go, oh yeah, whoops, but here we are. And I'm going to try this differently. You know, whoops, in the past I've done that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to just try it differently this time. And I'm going to try to find ways to make it more enjoyable. That reminds me of something I read years ago. I think it was called Instructions for Being a Human. And I don't remember the author, but one of the, you probably heard of it. I don't know, but one of the one of the the sentences that I, I still use like all the time, like I always bring it to myself and I'm often telling it to clients is there, there's no such thing as mistakes, only lessons that have yet to be learned. Well, it's so good. Yeah. And it's like so perfect for that approach is basically look at the year and you didn't make any mistakes. You just have a lesson that you have yet to, you haven't <laughs> finished learning that lesson yet. And so seeing it as like a, just a step in the process versus a, a win or fail, you know? Yeah. It's, that's great. I love that. That's a great, um, a very kind of neutralizing reframe, you know, or affirming reframe. And, and that's something I like to do with clients a lot. And, and again, the, the, um, the soulful solopreneur workbook, a, a lot of it is about also like, let's find some reframes. Yeah. Them. That's one of the things I noticed is that there's a lot of reframing and, and, like there's, there's a lot of questions where it's very difficult to be hard on yourself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like there's yes, like, instead of say like, you know, how have you, like, what ways have you improved your lately? You, it's, it's just things like, you know, who's had the most impact on you this year or which clients have, you know, like it's, they're not, um, they're not, it's not easy to neg yourself. <laughs> you know? yes. I'm, I'm so glad that came across. That's really, and, and again, it's not, just that I'm this like softy touchy feeling person <laughs> it's it really is good strategy yeah and I and I've I've 
worked with so many people and I, I just see where like self-compassion and, and I don't, again, I don't mean self-enabling, like we still have to do the work, right? But self-compassion works. So like yeah. a, a good relationship with yourself, it works. It makes you more productive. It makes you more insightful. It helps you access parts of yourself that you can't otherwise. And it helps you to bring, and I'm going to come back to the party thing. It helps you bring <laughs> a spirit of hospitality to your, your clients and customers because you're not so like turned inward and I suck and I'm not good enough. And you know, when we're doing that, we're in our ego yeah, and it takes up all our friggin' energy, right. Versus like it frees up all this energy to be like, okay, like I'm trying some things. Some of them aren't working. I'm discovering some of my weaknesses and I'm discovering some of my strengths. Okay. That's this is what it is. Now I can focus on who I want to serve. I can find interesting ways to help them feel welcomed and cared for. You know, when they come in the party, I know, oh, first you need to know where to put your coat and you need to be introduced to some other people. And like, I can be thinking about those things because I'm not like, does everybody like me? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, okay, that made me think of another thing. <laughs> so, so this is something I shared. I was doing some goal setting with my therapist, um, not last year, but the year before I was doing some goal setting with my therapist. And one of the things we talked about was that I wanted to start doing yoga for my self-care again. And like, like I could do with losing some weight. Um, but I, I said, I don't want to lose weight or start doing yoga because I think I should, like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do it because I think I should. Mm. I want to like eat health. Oh, and eat healthy. I want to eat healthier, exercise more, potentially lose weight, but that's not the goal. I want it to just be a consequence of loving myself. Loving yourself. So just, it's more just like a side effect of loving myself. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at with like, as well with your business, like making more money, bringing in more clients just as a consequence of yeah. loving what you're doing. And you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I actually worked, worked with a nutritionist once as a, I was business coaching with her. But it was so interesting because as we were talking about money and the ways she was feeling all this money shame, she was like, oh, crap, this is stuff I tell my nutrition clients all the time about, like, stop, let's stop with the body shame. And, you know, and when you just are present and in your life and like present with the food, like, you know, so many times when people stop Okay. Let me back up. I do this as a therapist all the time, but it shows up in coaching. So I, I'll usually get out my whiteboard and say, okay, most people think change is make the change. Now I'm screwing it up. Um, make the change. Then you accept yourself. Then you feel better. Yeah. Right? That's how most people think it is. Yeah. Most people think it is. That doesn't work. Yeah. It's pretty accept yourself as you are, feel better. And then often the change happens is a side effect (laughs) where you don't really care anymore if it happens or not, because you already love yourself and you already feel good. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like when you're single and you like, no matter what you do, you're trying to find someone, you cannot find someone. As soon as you decide, you know what, 
I am happy as I am. I love myself. I love my life. I don't think I could actually have anybody else in here. And that's when the, you know, <laughs> that's when the love of your life shows up. Sorry on that. So I used to live in Colorado and I, I decided to move back to the South to be closer to my family. And I was at the grocery store. I was two weeks out from moving and I just stopped and I was like, two weeks left in Colorado. Someone's going to ask me out. It's going to happen. <laughs> I just know, <laughs> like I just, you know, struggled to meet anyone and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not kidding. That night, one of my neighbors was like, hey, can I ask you to dinner? And I just started laughing. And I was like, because I was no longer putting out the energy of need or grabby. I was, yeah. or, or does, it, does anyone like me? I was just like, oh, it doesn't matter anymore because I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, ooh, hello. You know, so it was so funny. So I'd be like, so you can't take dinner, but I'm leaving in two weeks. So that didn't work out. Um, <laughs> But it's, but again, it's, it's kind of, you know, and I don't mean like if we bring it back to business, that doesn't mean you can't strive or go for things. But again, when we put our ego into it, where it's like my self-worth depends on all of these things, well, then we're shooting ourselves in the foot and it's yeah. harder to do. Anything. So, it's more coming at it just from, I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm enjoying it because it's, it's fueling me. It, I'm getting energy from it. So I have the energy to keep like it. It's you've got to kind of have that equilibrium. And I move, as I move towards that intention, I'm enjoying the process too. I'm yes. not just waiting to check the box. So yeah. 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 Again, always comes back to fun. <laughs> yeah. That was like my, my, my motto for, I, I give myself like a little phrase and like a, an animal kind of theme. And my one for 2023 was the heron. Cause I always notice there's one I walk past and I walk the dog in the morning and I notice um, like how they're, they're so, so still and they just watch and watch and watch. And then when they dive their head into the water, it's so fast and they always come out with something. Like yeah. they don't, they wait until right. it's the right time to strike and then they strike. And and I, the phrase I came up with that is work less, earn more. So rather than just like dive, 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 stand back, focus. And then when you shoot, you score kind of thing. Like you know. great. I love that. That's, so, yeah. Fantastic. That's such a great analogy. And it, it, it does like the, the taking, this kind of comes back to the theme, like taking yeah. time to stop, slow down, really set aside some time to look at your business and be with your business and, you know, light a candle, put on some music, like really be with it. It actually allows you to access your strategic mind, right? Where it's like, okay, where do I want to focus my energy? How do I be the heron? I love that analogy. I'm going to can you I can steal, steal it. You can steal it. I'll let you steal it. Um, so, um, so I guess that let's like, I mean, I think we could, we've obviously come up with like five or six different podcast episodes that we could talk about, <laughs> but refocusing in on um, like how to overcome fears, set goals and create traction for unlocking like success in your business. Yeah. Um, we've talked about like how your workbook, there's a focus on looking back first and having self-compassion as you're setting goals how do you like, what would be your, your advice or what's the process that you use for actually moving forward now? Now that if assuming we've come to a place where we've reflected, we're feeling self-compassionate, we're feeling ready to go. How do we move forward to have a good year ahead? So, I mean, honestly, one of my hopes as people go through the workbook is as they have little ahas that they're going to jot some things down, like, Ooh, you know what I could do is this right? But I have an action page on there. It's like, okay, having done this first, you know, where's your clarity around what your intentions for the year are? 
but what is the very smallest next step you can do towards it? Right. Cause again, we can, <laughs> we, and I mean, we like perfectionists or whatever, um, can go, Oh, that's a really big goal. <laughs> right. <laughs> or we can go, yeah, by next year I'll get that done. And now this person a year from now doesn't, we can't really connect with, Oh, that's me. Right. So I really like shrinking it down and going, what's the very first baby step that's going to kind of break the seal on taking action towards that bigger thing. Um, again, just so it doesn't feel like this daunting thing. It's like, no, I've already started on it. Yeah. Um, so just writing down some small actions. Um, I typically like to plan to revisit things every quarter because again, 90 days out, you can connect with, okay, that person in 90 days, that's still me. Yeah. <laughs> in 90 days, it's, it's, you kind of start thinking of it as some future perfect person. <laughs> um, so yeah. So, you know, even as we're talking, if someone's like, yeah, I don't want to do a workbook or I don't need, I, I like for people to just read through and skim the questions too. If they don't, if they know they're not going to sit down and really make a, a, a event out of it. Um, but, you know, if even if, if someone's watching this and they're like, I already know what some of my goals are, what's the very next itty bitty baby step you would have to take to move towards that? Yeah, I've been um, watching the Netflix Harley Quinn cartoon and uh, there's a there's a bit I can't remember what she's talking about, like changing as a person. But she she goes like um, she's best friends with Poison Ivy. If you haven't seen it, and Poison Ivy's like, uh, you know, oh, well, you, you're doing your, your daily guided meditations. And she goes. Yeah, but all I've done is download the app so far. And Poison uh -huh. I was like, yes, but that's the first step. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. So you kind of, what's your what's your equivalent? What's your downloading the app of your big goal? And if you're like me and you have a few apps that you downloaded, but then you didn't do anything and you sort of in your head checked a box that you did something, like the very next baby step might be, okay, so tomorrow I'm gonna open the app. Mm -hmm. and yeah, uh, BJ Fogg is a psychologist at Stanford who studies human behavior. And he's like, if you want to be someone who flosses, start with one tooth. You know, like, I'm not going to do 20 minutes of meditation. I'm not going to eventually, maybe. But for me right now, starting with two minutes. Great. Two minutes once a week. Okay, it's something it's a baby step. Yeah, there's Not someone really. I know who has, uh, or I don't know them personally. I I watch them on TikTok. So, I don't know. so there's someone I'm aware of on TikTok. Um, I have to I'll have to tag them in the show notes. But they have this um, like habit stacker where they talked about like if you want to set a new goal, it's easier if you like a new habit. It's easier if you stack it with some existing habits so yeah. that you so that you're more likely to do it then. So. And you don't try to do just like them all in one go, right? You, yeah. James Clear and Atomic, Atomic Habits. And if you're lazy like me, instead of reading the whole book, just listen to a few of his podcast episodes. <laughs> so great. So many great tips for how to actually motivate yourself and, and, and make it easy to do it. Yeah. And, and the other thing I would say, so one thing is, yeah, identifying like what's the smallest action. The other, again, this is going inward a little bit, but slowing down and connecting with who you like that person who now does this thing or that person who has this in their business how do they feel how how am I going to feel how yeah. am I going to stand what am I going to be wearing you know how will I be conducting myself and stepping into that person and just kind of merging with them <laughs> 
that's, I mean, that, that might sound a little woo, but like, no, 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 but I was just thinking how in, how similar it is to marketing. When you're writing copy or something to connect with your ideal client, you always look at where they are, where they and what they want to be. And you, like a big part of writing effective content and marketing copy is to talk about is to paint a vivid picture of their life when they've exactly. done it. And basically, what you're saying is like make yourself your ideal client. Do that work for yourself make too. And and really connect with well, who who is this person and how does this person feel and can I go ahead and step into that even if my business hasn't caught up to it, even if yeah. my life hasn't caught up to it, how do I? So so again, it's less of a like. And again, I love goals, but it's not like I set the goal and then I go for it. It's like I set an intention and then I become that intention. Yeah. And like, I, 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 it's again, like I, I can't, I just can't get over the parallel here with like, when you're writing, like say a website copy, one of the first things you do is you talk about like, here's where I am, which is all of your reflecting on the previous year. And then you like, you talk about like what the problems are. So like identifying like those patterns and behaviors that might need adjusting. And then you future pace. And the reason you do the future pacing is you want the person reading it to see themselves in that future state because then they're buying into it not just like i'm buying something but they're feeling it they're seeing themselves so what you're saying is basically do that with your goals too like give yourself paint that picture for yourself so you buy into it and feel into it and then when you really start to feel into it and like go ahead and become that person you know really like embody that intention uh, the things that are not aligned with that intention start to fall away. Yeah. You start to realize, oh, there's some discrepancies. And I don't just, it doesn't have to be huge. Like sometimes it's like, oh, I have this chair that I, you know, when I was just starting out and I, I've got it at Goodwill and it's kind of falling apart and it's just kind of a bad self-esteem chair. <laughs> like I'm going to get rid of anything that makes me feel like that's not aligned with who who I am and where my business is, right? Or like underwear with holes in it, or like like anything you, or, but also it can sometimes be, oh, people who make me feel really bad about myself or or clients or, you know, the more you embody where you want to be, the more that anything in contrast with that starts to stand out. And the more you can go, okay, am I ready to, you know, is this not sparking joy anymore? You know, (laughs) it's time to let go of, some things that are keeping me in this old way of thinking and doing. Yeah. I think that's a really, and that's, it's hard to stay strong during the year and, and focus on like, I, I keep reminding myself of that goal that I set at the beginning of 2023, which was work less, earn more. And so, cause there's been a couple of situations where it's come up where I could have had, could have had some money right then and there, <laughs> but it wouldn't have met my work less earn more. Like I have to keep reminding myself is going to get time together, but what I'm investing my time and my energy in will allow me to work less, earn more versus taking what's available now. And, but isn't ultimately giving me what I want. And, and just kind of having that like in the back of your head, just like a little heron on your shoulder. (laughs) Yes. And I, I hope you like bought yourself a little heron I'm going to have to (laughs) give a little reminder. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming back on the show, Jane. This was amazing. 
Um, obviously, we're going to put the link to your soulful solopreneur. Tell me the full name of it, of the resource. Soulful Solopreneur Annual Workbook for Reflection and Renewal. Okay. So we're going to put the links to that. Highly recommend it. Even though this is coming out just after New Year's, there's still time as you're coming down from your we're coming up from your hangover or coming down from the highs <laughs> of New Year's, you know, whatever it is, like this is a good time to sit down and look back at everything and set intentions for the year ahead. So highly, highly recommend grabbing that. Also, if you want Jane's tips on how to host a good party, she also has an <laughs> awesome uh, freebie called how to um, host oh. a gathering or a perfect gathering checklist or Meaningful gatherings checklist. Meaningful gatherings. Meaningful gatherings. Else I wrote it, so yeah. Grab that while you're at it too. Um, but then Jane, um, if I'm correct, for people who are listening to it as it listening to this episode as it's released, um, you have an event coming up too. I in, do. In January 2024. I do. So January 12th. <laughs> it's a Friday. <laughs> Um, so if I say January 12th and it turns out it's the 14th and it's a Friday, anyway, I think it's January 12th, Friday. Um, and, and I haven't even titled it, but it's going to be basically the soulful solopreneur, um, reflection and renewal. Um, so 11 AM Eastern time. So do your math about what time zone that puts you in. Um, I'll make sure I put the most up-to-date yeah. accurate details in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And it'll be recorded too. Um, for people who register, but we're going to take the, take the workbook and we're going to go through it and, you know, we can't go through the whole thing. It's going to be about an hour and a half. Um, but, you know, do some deeper reflection on it, you know, take these things that you've identified and and really start to, you know, get started on those intentions and help you feel motivated and energized and excited about actually making it happen this year so yeah I'm really excited to see I think I think that's amazing I think it really helps it really helps to I like having a buddy for doing these things at the beginning of the year because I find if it's just me I'll try but I won't always like follow through with finishing it or something or if it gets a little emotionally exhausting I'll put it away and I'll come back to it whereas if you have someone you do it with even if um like you're just what is it um body doubling with someone it kind of it helps to um, to do it, but I think that's great to do it as like a group because you can get some inspiration and well, and you realize you're not alone. That most people are dealing with some of the same stuff, but also when you start to d- discuss, you know, the things you're celebrating or the things you're working on, people will give you insights. I I, I love seeing other people. I just bring people together and get them to mastermind with each other, and I love everyone walks away with like, Oh, they said the coolest thing, or they gave me a great metaphor. Or, I mean, even like you and I were talking right now and you gave me the heron metaphor. <laughs> and um, I have so many Jainisms that I use all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So, so just when people get together, it's, it's a good time. So good. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for joining me, Jane. Um, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you? Um, yeah. So my website is janecartercoaching.com. And my Instagram is at Jane Carter coaching. So pretty simple. (laughs) Wonderful. And we'll leave all the details in the show notes Um, to everybody listening. Thank you for listening to the first episode of 2024. I cannot believe second, like this is the third year that we'll have episodes. We've done two whole years, another year ahead. Um, I'm so glad you've joined me. I really hope this inspired you um, to set some nice, clear goals for yourself for the year ahead and to look back on the wonderful, amazing year you've already had. And until next week, um, 
Thank you again for joining. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Showing Up Solo. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review or sharing your thoughts in the comments. These simple gestures help us appease the algorithm gods and continue to bring you great, free education. Ready to navigate the world of marketing with confidence? Take the Marketing Compass Quiz, available at showingupsolo.com, to discover the next phase of your journey. And don't forget to explore our range of courses and coaching programs while you're there. Let's transform your solo venture into a thriving success story, together. Until the next episode, keep showing up and making your mark in the world of solopreneurship. See you soon.